Hi, this is Jim Lobato. I'm the president and founder of a company called Performance Group. You're listening to the podcast version of a program that originally aired on BizTalk Radio Show. I started BizTalk so you can have access to today's leading experts about growing your company and yourself. BizTalk is produced by Performance Group, which is in the business of helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and then align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a Salesforce development company. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Before we get to our interview today, I wanted to take a few moments and just share with you what I see going on in the marketplace and the impact I think it has as we work through these turbulent times. I had a president of a company in my office the other day, and we were talking about the growth of his company, and I asked him what has changed in his business since we last talked, which was like 30 days ago. And he said, well, I've come to the realization that uh, we've been playing football and now we have to play basketball. And what I find unique about that discovery of switching to a basketball team is I have no life experiences to go back and really call on. And I thought about that conversation because there's never been a recession like the one we're having right now. If you were in business in the 50s and 60s, you could pretty much depend on a recession every four to five years, and therefore you could plan almost your business around it and your your career around it. Well, by the time the 90s came along, recessions became farther apart, and they weren't quite as deep. Well, now we're in the recession that we've never seen before, and therefore we don't have any experiences to pull back on, and sometimes that can be unnerving. And I was listening to a broadcast on CNBC. It was an interview with Warren Buffett. And somebody called in and said, hey, Warren, um, in my country, which was somewhere in Africa, I'm experiencing unprecedented inflation, like 21, 22%. What do I do with my money in an environment where I have inflation of 22%? And Warren said, well, the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself because you will always get a return. He said, if you're a ditch digger, be the best ditch digger you can become because you will always get paid disproportionately above the next ditch digger. If you're a carpenter, be the best carpenter you become because you'll always get paid above the next carpenter. So you may not get paid what you think you're worth, but you just are a little bit better than the person next to you. And that comes from an investment in yourself. So I'm excited about bringing today's program to you because all great advances come out of turbulent times, whether they're personal or something we're experiencing right now, which is global, because it forces us to dig down deep and stretch our capabilities and our abilities. And it's in that stretching that we start to learn how we can handle situations. And once you learn that, you never really go back. My fear on today's program, as you listen to it, the concept is going to be different, and it's pretty simplistic to understand that the impact will be missed. The importance of it will be missed. So I would encourage you, as you listen to today's program and you hear some key insights to it, go back and listen again and actually listen several times. And as you listen several times, you'll start to see what Catherine is talking about in the true impact 
that discovering unique ability will have on your career and transforming your life. Then I also encourage you to go buy the book because walking through the exercise is actually in the book and will show you how to do it. On our program today is Catherine Namora. She is the Director of Business Development for The Strategic Coach. But we're not talking to her today about that. We're talking to her because she is the co-author of a book called Unique Ability, Creating the Life That You Want. Catherine, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. Catherine, I'm excited about having you on our program because I am a member of the Strategic Coach program. And part of that, as you're well aware of, is going through this unique ability process, which has been life-changing for me. And as I referred your book over to other people, it's been life-changing for them. So for our audience today who's not had the luxury of having an experience of unique ability and creating the life that you want, can you give us just a brief overview of what unique ability is all about? Sure. Unique ability is is a concept that was arrived at by Dan Sullivan, who is the founder of the Strategic Coach Program, and he, a number of years ago, worked with, um, he actually worked with people who had disabilities, and he realized through working with people all across Canada who had disabilities that that they all also had a particular unique ability, something that they were very good at, that they were passionate about, that they were actually better at than most people, um, that was what helped them, made them more able in, in some areas than other people, and that's how they got by. And then he realized that everybody actually has that, that every one of us has something that we're very passionate about that creates great results in our lives, that gives us energy rather than taking energy away when we do it. And this is what he describes as our unique ability. And you know, our work over the past 30 years has actually done a lot to help primarily entrepreneurs, but also a lot of other people, entrepreneurs, team members, their family members. We've worked with kids, um, young people, um, to help them discover what their unique abilities are. And to this day, we certainly haven't found anyone who doesn't have one. Sometimes the tricky part is just identifying what it is. And what is the the, the importance of unique ability? We can understand it at, at a very high level, and gosh, that sounds great, but what is the impact to the person or the work that this person may be involved in? Well, the reason why you really want to discover what your unique ability is is that this is the place in life where if you're doing your unique ability, this is how you can create the most value in the world. And it's also how you get your greatest growth and your greatest enjoyment out of life. So when you put those things together, if you think about doing that in your work, um, you, you, that's how you actually create the most value for your clients or customers. It's how, you know, if you're working as a middle manager, how you create the most value for, for your company by using your unique ability. And if you could spend more of your time doing that and less time doing other things, you're going to excel much faster. You're going to enjoy life a lot more because you're doing something that gives you energy rather than taking energy away. But the interesting thing about unique ability is that although we all have one, most of us don't spend most of our time doing just our unique ability. We're taught throughout our lives that you, know, you should do a lot of things that you don't like to do. If you're going to get ahead, you need to be well-rounded. Um, you know, everybody has to do certain things they don't like to do. We all hear these things when we're growing up and at various points in our lives. And uh, the thing we discovered with unique ability through studying it and helping people to focus more on it is actually a lot of those things aren't true. The more that you can actually spend time doing just what you love to do and what you do best uh, that creates most value for others, the better off you're going to be, the more you're going to be able to 
to attract the kinds of relationships that you want into your life, the more you're going to be able to learn and excel at whatever you do, and the bigger contribution you're going to be able to make to others. So understanding what that unique ability is is the first step to being able to do more of that and less of other things that are less productive for you and for others around you. So are you, are you basically saying that value creation really starts with the individual who understands what their unique ability is? Absolutely, and this is why you know, it's so tied in with our, our work with entrepreneurs is that all entrepreneurs, when they start their business, have to do a lot of things. And when you start a business, you kind of have to do everything. You're the jack of all trades, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs you know, like to feel that they're in control of their entire business, especially when they're starting because there's so much that they're ne- they need to pull together. Uh, but there's usually something in there that they're particularly good at, which is the thing that actually drove them to get into that business and the thing that helps them to excel if they become successful. It's the thing that drives them through. And it's where the passion comes from, which drives you through all the, the really, really hard times um, when you're starting up a business. The problem with entrepreneurs is that as they get more and more successful, it, it's, they, they're still used to doing everything, and it becomes very hard for them to let go of a lot of these things that really aren't part of that unique ability, aren't where they're creating their best results. They aren't the things that are going to move the business forward in the best way. They're things that could actually be delegated to other people and, and give the entrepreneur more time to do what they need to do to really drive the business forward, but that's a very difficult thing to do. So um, unique ability is where the value creation happens, and we want to help identify that for people so that they can focus on that and create more value. Well, for our entrepreneurs in the audience, I can only imagine them thinking right now, well, gosh, I'm, I'm good at a lot of things. You know, I'm quick on my feet. I adapt to ever-changing situations. Uh, I get done what has to get done. Um, part of that comes from the fact that I probably feel that uh, I have more at risk, so I'm more committed than maybe the people around me. And because of that, they're probably thinking right now, well, gosh, I'm good at a lot of things. So how, how do we take like an entrepreneur to the point where they say, well, gosh, here's the one thing I'm really good at? It's an interesting process because it usually we consider it a bit like peeling an onion. It happens in layers. And one of the first places to start with unique ability is around the feeling that you get when you're doing certain things. Um, it's true that a lot of entrepreneurs are good at a lot of things. And in, in the, when we talk about unique ability, we actually talk about four different kinds of activities. We talk about unique ability activities, and there's another type of activity. Unique ability activities have the qualities that I just described. You're you're passionate about them, you're very good at them, they create great results, they actually give you more energy than they, than they take away. So these are the things that you feel like you could keep doing forever. You know, you just, it, it gets you high to do this activity. You feel great after you've done it. Like if you've had, a, if perhaps, you know, if your unique ability is in, in doing sales calls or um, bringing in new business, when you have a great conversation like that, you get off the phone and you just feel great. Uh, that's a sign that you've been in your unique ability. So those, some of those kinds of signals are, are what we use to help entrepreneurs identify what their what their what we call their unique ability activities are and this is these are the activities where you're doing your unique ability when you use your unique ability um, you can use it in a whole bunch of different activities it, it's not necessarily just one type of activity that's actually your unique, your unique ability unique ability is kind of sometimes as you get deeper and deeper into your understanding of it you realize it's kind of an abstract thing that that um, that applies to a whole bunch of different things in life. So there may be a bunch of different things in life that you feel you're good at, and you don't recognize the connection between them. And then when you start to understand your unique ability, you realize that that's actually the connection between them all. And it might be something like uh, one of our clients um, 
his unique ability has to do with with creating games that everyone can win just by playing. And that sounds like, you know, what, what could you use that for? Well, you can use it in all kinds of sales situations. You can set up um, business relationships where that's, that's the driving force. You can set up new kinds of, um, new kinds of strategic alliances and things around the idea that all the partners are going to win just by playing and everyone really enjoys this game. So, you know, it's something that you can apply in a lot of different ways. You can do it with your family create situations like that and this is just what he brings to every situation and when he's doing that he feels great and he feels like he's making great contribution and others really recognize that he's doing something special they may not be able to say exactly what that is but they know that when he's doing it when he's there better things happen or things go better and the result is better so it's so, al- so it's almost like when you're when you're doing that unique ability you look up and you wonder where all the time went that's right yeah so that's one that's one sign and then so there's another type of activity where you can get really great results, and we, this is an important thing to differentiate. There's what we call excellent activities. This is where you're not, you're not passionate about it. You may be really skilled at it. You may get great results. Other people may praise you for it. They may want you to do more of it because it gets good results for them, but you don't have that feeling. So there's a critical distinction. When you don't feel that passion, when you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah they want me to do that again. I know I'm the best at it. I should really do it but you don't have that energetic, yeah, I can't wait to do that feeling, that's, that's a sign that it's not your unique ability. And those, those excellent activities are sometimes the hardest things to let go of because you know that people rely on you to do them, and you know you can probably do it better than anyone else in your organization. And, you know, the cost of spending a lot of time doing excellent activities is that you're not doing your unique ability activities. And so the cost is actually going to drain to your energy. You're not as creative when you do those things. You may be very good at it, but you're not going to have the passion to take it to the next level. Whereas when you're working in your unique ability, you know, you want it, you're going to come up with ways to do that that no one has ever thought of before because you just love it so much. And so you can see how that would have a very big difference over time in the results that you would create, both for your business and in the feeling that you have um, just in your life coming to work, doing, doing unique ability activities versus excellent types of activities. So you talked about your unique ability activities the things you're excellent about, the other two are what? The other two are a little easier to define. The, there's one group called competent abilities, and these, these are things that you're about as good at as anyone else. I mean, anybody could do you know, you know darn well that you could get anyone else to do that, and they probably do it as well as you. Some people probably do it a lot better than you. You just do it because it needs to be done. You know, a lot of sort of ordinary household chores and things fall into this activity. It's not something that necessarily takes a lot of skill to get it done to a basic competent level, so you feel like you can do it at that level. Uh, and then there are the incompetent activities, the things that you really know that you're bad at, that you just, you, every time you do them, things get bungled up, you know, you feel a real lack of confidence around having to do those things. So those ones are a little easier to identify. We all, we all kind of, for honest with ourselves, can identify a few things like that in our lives. And it's quite a lot easier to, to, to know that those are things that you maybe want to delegate to other people. So people get trapped a lot less by those those activities and yet you know we all have some of those in our in our everyday lives i was talking to a third year college student who was going for her cpa and i'm able to talk about that because my sister's a cpa so she turns to me and says wow you have a lot of interest in that field so you must be a cpa and i say no i hire cpas (laughs) because that's the area that i'm uh, competent in, but not necessarily want to spend any time doing. Right. So is it the as simple as when you look at that things and say, well, gosh, I have to do that. 
I, yeah. I have to go do the work versus when you get up and you say, gosh, I, I want to go do this. Mm-hmm. So, well, the, definitely that, you know, I want to go do this is a sign of unique ability. And uh, the have tos, they can be competent or excellent. But, you know, I have to because they're depending on me to do it or I have to because, you know, nobody else can do this as well as I can. That might might be an excellent ability. You might have some skill there, but without that passion, you know, you're not going to have the drive. And it feels so different to be doing the things that you feel like you just have to because you're obligated to and the things that you really want to be doing. One of the things we, we often like to say, we have, Dan has an equation that's a mess equals an obligation without a commitment, so it's M equals O minus C. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's, it's true. This is, this is the way we create messes in our lives, is by doing things that we feel obligated to do but we're not fully committed to because we, we don't put all our energy into it. And when you're not fully paying attention or you're not putting everything into it, things can go wrong a lot more easily. So. Well, Catherine, it sounds great. We're able to take your unique ability and spend most of your time in those things. I can imagine some of our audience thinking there, say, well, maybe that's great for our entrepreneurs because they're more in control of their time, because maybe they're more in control of their company and they can delegate a lot of things. But I, I can't believe that just unique ability is just for entrepreneurs. Well, it certainly isn't because you know everyone has a unique ability. And when we wrote this book, Unique Ability, Creating the Life You Want, we very much wrote it for everyone. And in fact, the examples in the book are from across the spectrum of different kinds of professions and different age groups. And they're, you know, it, it's a very common set of uh, sort of comments that we get from people when they get to use their unique ability. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. It, it feels very liberating. It feels like you're you're in the right place in your life, like you're on the right path. So it's definitely not just for entrepreneurs. It may be easier for entrepreneurs because of the structure that they're in, because they're so in control of that structure themselves. It may be easier for them to build a life around themselves that, that supports their unique ability. I mean, they can hire people who do their, their excellent, competent or incompetent activities much more easily than, than some other people can. But, you know, anyone can do this in their life. I mean, it could be as, you know, if you're at home and you're, you're, you're a, uh, stay-at-home mom, even just making decisions about what things you you get out of it. Maybe you do hire someone to do certain types of tasks that are really, that are really, you know, incompetent activities for you or that drain your energy and you focus more on doing the things that you love to do. Or, or you, you divide up the activities among the members of your household differently based on these things. But in order to do that, you need to know what other people's unique abilities are too. And this is one of the keys with unique ability is it's great to know your own, and it's great to understand the concept, but the more you can start to discover the unique abilities of the people around you, the more you can create teamwork with people, you know, whether it's in a formal work-type setting or even just you know, among friends getting ready to go on a camping trip or something like that. You, you give the organization to someone who's really great at organizing things and loves doing that. And there are people, I know entrepreneurs sometimes find this hard to believe because it's seldom, it's seldom where an entrepreneur's unique ability is, but there are people who love to just organize things love to, to, to set things up, file them, set up systems, that kind of thing. And that's, they get a lot of energy out of that. There are other people who love to present or fly by the seat of their pants or, you know, or who get a lot more energy out of doing things sort of at the last minute. Um, and those kinds of people can be assigned tasks like that when you're trying to put a big project together. Um, it, it really helps a lot to understand that other people's unique abilities are very different from yours and to appreciate those because then you, can, you get you start to realize, oh, I need to ask that person if they would do that. And it doesn't feel like such an imposition. 
if you realize that it's actually their unique ability. It's, it rather becomes an opportunity for them to do more of what they love to do. Why is it that it, it appears that we will spend most of our professional life, or let's say the first part of our professional life, not coming to that understanding of unique ability? What are the forces that tend to work against what you're talking about? Because when you listen to what you have to say, you can sit back and say, well, gosh, that makes so much sense and it's logical. Why am I not doing it? What's getting in my way? Yeah, well, there are a couple things. And, and one is the one that I spoke about earlier, that that we are taught often that we need to be well-rounded. We need to be good at everything. You need to do things in order to succeed, in order to be a good citizen in order there are a lot of different reasons that we're given we need to do things that we don't like to do sometimes that's just a part of life you know people say things like that and so and and if you come up as an entrepreneur or as someone who has had a team that maybe you were growing um so you had to do everything yourself and then slowly you realize that you could actually delegate some things you, you, you get used to doing everything and it is hard to identify um which things are your unique ability you get you just get this sort of mess of activities and they're they're all mixed together and you know, it takes some. It takes some. Actually, first of all, understanding of the notion of unique ability to begin with that there is such a thing. And most people don't think of life that way. Um, they just think of activities as being activities. Maybe you like some and you don't like others, but you don't really differentiate them the way we the way we talked about into those four categories. Uh, and the other thing is, it's very hard to see your own unique ability often. And this is something completely different. Is it's very difficult to recognize your own unique ability as something special because you kind of naturally believe because it comes so easily to you that everyone can do it. Hmm. So the other advantage I think of, of understanding your unique ability too when you look at it and you take the activities mm-hmm. and you put them in the, the unique part, the excellent quadrant or the competent quadrant or the incompetent quadrant, if you understand those things then you're probably going to get better control of the time you would do those things, which puts you in better control of the energy you have to complete those projects. That's right, and and that's one of the best exercises you can do if you're trying to get a handle on this and how this applies to your own life, is just sit down and write a list. Just get a pad, a paper, a big sheet of paper with lines, and write, write an activity per line. Write them all out, all the things that you do on a daily basis. And, and then just start to identify them. Is this unique ability? Do I, how do I feel when I do this? And you can pretty quickly get them into the right categories usually. Um, and if you can't, you know, sometimes it's good to have someone like an assistant or someone who works with you to, to, you know, if you can explain what the four categories are, they can, especially to differentiate between unique and excellent, they can help you to have that conversation back and forth. And you can decide, you know, is this something I'm really passionate about or is it just something that people rely on me and praise me for? <laughs> you know, it, it's not... Uh, not usually that hard to figure it out, but once you have that list, it's remarkable how just seeing that can make it very clear what you should and shouldn't be doing. And then you can start to get other people to help you. Um, you know, if you've got an assistant, it's great to get your assistant or other team members to work with you to have a look at them. People will often just say, oh, hey, I can do that, or we can get so-and-so to help with that, or we can do this in a different way so that you don't have to do it. Because it's in everyone's interest for you to be doing what creates the most value for the company. Um, that's always going to be it's always going to be the case. So it, it gives, gives other people access to um, a way that they can actually help you figure out what that is and, and maybe even take on some things that they would enjoy doing that you don't. So the book is laid out excellent. You can walk people through this, and it gets to a point where you talk about the, the fundamental relationship. Explain to our audience what you mean by the fundamental relationship. Right. Well, the fundamental relationship is a way that we've observed 
it's just sort of how life works um, in a in it's more in a in a sense of, in the sense of unique ability and your economic relationship with the world and and how this helps people to grow and evolve through their lifetime and it starts with you and with your unique ability you're able to to touch certain target audiences and the, this is an interesting thing about unique ability the more you learn what it is the more you learn who appreciates it the most because there are some people who are going to appreciate your unique ability more than others and the people who discover the right audiences and this often happens with entrepreneurs through their businesses they've found a way to use their unique ability to create value for a specific group of people uh, by doing a certain type of thing you know, whatever their business is it might be you know a financial advisor who wants to work with very high net worth clients and their unique ability is in is in providing an exceptional level of service through relationship with people they really they really know how to, to help people to, to bring their lives together. And so they find a group of people who really appreciate that and who are willing to pay a lot for that. And that, that's, a, that, that's a really key target audience for that kind of unique ability. Well, working with that target audience and delivering them whatever services um, and value you can deliver through your unique ability creates a whole bunch of rewards. And those rewards include money. They include opportunities to do new things and maybe referrals for new clients. Um, it's going to be um, new ideas about more services that you can provide, um, great relationships, a sense of mastery, a sense of ease at what you're doing, and you get passion, so you get energy because you love what you're doing. All of these things come as a result of doing what you love to do for the audience that really appreciates it. And so what happens is you get those rewards, they feed back to you, you feel great, you have more energy, you have more opportunities, and so you're able to do even more of that. So this ends up being a big virtuous cycle uh, where you can just keep growing and evolving your unique ability and your ability to use it in the world um, so that, you know, with other people basically funding that growth. And, and that's sort of the ideal situation to be in uh, for anyone, you know, if you can keep having more fun in life, doing more of what you love to do, and getting other people to, to pay you more and more for it and give you more rewards in return for doing that. I mean, what could be better than that? It's interesting because I've read some autobiographies and people who um, feel they've been truly successful, however you want to measure success, will usually make the comment, you know, I would have done this for free. They didn't have to pay me. And I think that's usually an indication of, boy, they were really working their unique ability. They were having so much fun doing this, whatever this was. Yeah. Whether it was taking out the garbage or playing in front of a, a stadium of fans, mm -hmm. they would just do it because they loved it so much. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, there are a lot of people who do do things for free, but they do them for people who aren't appreciating them that much, and so they're not having that. You know, so it's doing it for it's, it's a funny distinction that, yes, I would do it for free, but the fact is that because of everything they got in return, that's why they were able to get to such a high level with it. Well, how so, much in the environment we're in today, given where the unemployment is at, yeah. uh, how much of what we're talking about unique ability do you think would help our people who are looking for career changes right now or even looking for employment? Sure. Well, I think one of the things that's really interesting about unique ability is when you're, when you're, you have a, an interesting opportunity, and this is where we talked about, you know, entrepreneurs have this great advantage because they they have the structure that, you know, they can create a structure that supports their unique ability. They have control over that. People who are working in jobs have less control over it. The situation that you're in is kind of the situation that you're in, you know, and you can, you can, you may have more or less control over it, but you don't have the same amount of control that an entrepreneur does. 
But when, what you do have a lot of control over um, is where you choose to work and what sort of situation you choose to put yourself in. So when you're looking for work, you're kind of in a unique position where you can choose something that's going to be more supportive of your unique ability. And that, that's, if you're thinking about that, that's also going to be where you can create the most value. So it's where you have the most likelihood to succeed. It's also where you're most likely going to you know, enjoy yourself more and, and be able to bring kind of a new kind of creativity and a new, new energy to whatever team it is that you join. So trying to identify what your unique ability is when you're looking for work is a very useful thing in helping to make the right decision when you're, when you're looking for work. And also, you know, if you're not, you may, you may find that if the market is feeling tight and there aren't that many opportunities and you get an opportunity and you feel that it really isn't in alignment with your unique ability, um, understanding what your unique ability is will help you to understand what you're actually giving up if you choose to, you know, to, to take that job at that time. And it may be something that you need to do for economic reasons, but at least you'll understand, okay, you know, I'm doing this. It's not allowing me to, to use my unique ability in this way. Maybe I can find other ways to use my unique ability in other parts of my life um, because you don't want to give up the opportunity to use your unique ability. But one of the reasons is that it just, it's the source of a lot of joy and energy in people's lives and pretty much all of your sense of growth comes from, uh, you know, it, all of the growth that you get from actually doing things comes from your unique ability being utilized. So if you give that up in your job, you want to make sure that you're, you're finding ways to use it in other ways, whether it's um, some sort of community work or if you're using it in your family or doing other things so that you you don't cut off that that growth that you get through connecting with your unique ability. And I just want to capture, I think, when I heard you say, what you're saying is most of the, if not all of the true personal growth you experience comes from when you're utilizing your unique ability. Is that what I heard? That's that's what I said, yeah. That, yeah. That's, or at least the greatest opportunities that you have for growth come from unique ability. I mean, we all learn from making mistakes, too, and from doing things that, you know, that go wrong. We can learn how to do things better in the future. But if you want to develop a true genius, your unique ability is the pathway to that. And everybody's genius is going to be different. Um, you know, some people are geniuses at... Um, some people are geniuses at client relationships. They just they can get in to see people that no one else can see. And they just have a way of doing that that's particular to them that maybe you know other people can't even copy because they're just not that person. They don't have that unique ability. Uh, and they can put in the right situation. They can, they can take that to levels that no one would have ever thought of to create results that no one would have ever imagined. And you know, we have clients. Like we have a client who is um, who's in his, well, he's far past the years when most people would have retired. He's in his late 70s. And he's still doing this because he just loves to do it so much. And he's still creating, was creating more value than ever for his company um, by, by getting in to see people and creating relationships with people that no one else could get in to see. And then he just passes off the next part of it um, to other members of the company who actually build a relationship and deliver the services. But he starts the relationship. And nothing is going to get him to, to stop doing that because he just loves it so much. I was at, um, recently had an opportunity to tour Frank Lloyd Wright's home in Spring Green, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you know, the great American architect. And one of the things that stood out for me was, first of all, like you mentioned, he worked well into his 90s uh, designing buildings. 
Um, but he was not particularly good at his finances. But the tour guy made a comment. He said uh, Frank Lloyd Wright would make the comment that he would take care of the luxuries and God would take care of the necessities. And so he was totally focused on his art and what he was doing and the things of, of beauty. And he just had this ability to turn off the switch and taking care of the necessities. And he stayed focused on his genius and was able to create some great works of art. I think that's a prime example when you talk about somebody who truly, really understood what their unique ability was and the ability then to stay focused on that. It's, it's a great example. And, you know, there could be a lot more Frank Lloyd Wrights in a lot of other areas um, if we all learned what unique ability was and we learned more about how to focus on it. And I, I think it's just the fact that this is not the way that we're naturally programmed <laughs> or that people... Uh, teach us to, to think about ourselves and our choices that uh, that we don't see a lot more of that happening. You know, I get the impression then, too, once you're in sync with your unique ability, that these other choices then become a lot clearer. There's a lot more clarity behind the choices you need to be making. Absolutely. And you know that one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest challenges that people face today is that the world is so complex and seemingly growing ever more complex every day. And you know, the, the vastness of the choices that we have to make, you know, on a daily basis about various things is often completely overwhelming. So understanding your unique ability really does help to to make things much simpler. And this is what we notice with entrepreneurs. You know, one of the things that we promise entrepreneurs is that we will help them make their lives much simpler. They'll make a lot more money. They'll work a lot fewer hours, and their lives will become much simpler. And that sounds impossible, but the key to that is actually unique ability. When you're doing your unique ability, you can create so much more in, in a shorter period of time that it actually becomes possible to make more money and work less, which is rather interesting. And I think most people would really like to have that <laughs> as an opportunity in their life. Catherine, you have been with the Strategic Coach Program for a number of years. You get to work with a lot of great entrepreneurs. Uh, share with our audience what you're seeing going on with our entrepreneurs today. And what advice are you giving them, given the environment we're in? Well, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of things. We're seeing some people that are really struggling, and we're seeing a lot of people who are having the best year they've ever had this year. And the, the real difference, um, again, you know, relating it back to unique ability, the difference is that the people who understand their unique ability and who have been able to build a process around it, who have been able to build a process in their business where they can deliver value that is, so obvious and so different from what anyone else in their in their industry is offering um, have been able to excel beyond belief in these times and you know it's it's not that hard to understand because if you're creating real value and uh, for instance you know financial advisors you think with the market being so poor a lot of financial advisors are really struggling but the ones who have gone above and beyond and really create extra value for their clients don't just do the numbers for them but really really go above and beyond to, to create a different quality of life for their clients, um, to do things for them that ordinary financial advisors don't do, and to build a certain quality of relationship that others don't sort of bother with because they don't see that as part of their job. Um, those people have been able to pick up a lot of clients that have left other advisors. So, you know, their businesses are growing while others are suffering. So people who've discovered how to create value in their businesses, and this happens by identifying unique ability, unique ability of themselves, and companies also have unique abilities. You know, if you grow a company after a while, it 
starts to become uniquely good at certain things, and these are the things that it really takes pride in, and it becomes very good at creating value in certain ways. So we've seen people create these unique processes uh, based on their unique ability, um, just you know, be able to to really excel in this time when value is so important to everyone. I mean, people still have money to spend, but they're going to be much care- more careful about what they spend it on. And so if, if you're doing something that's, that's, that's clearly very valuable, you're going to, you're going to pick up business in this time. And that, that's, so that, that's what we've been seeing, is the people that are, that are really good at this are, are, are doing well, and others are, are still struggling um, with what's going on. And the main thing that we're, that we're trying to um, help them to do is to maintain their own confidence so that they can provide confidence and direction to their clients and customers, because that's what everybody's looking for right now. And entrepreneurs, you know, are in the business of creating value, you know, whatever it is that they do. And so the more that they can connect with their clients about what that means to them now, which could be quite a bit different than what it meant, uh, you know, last summer, um, that will, they will be in a great position to be able to, to at least create value. You know, they may not be able to sell what they were selling before, but they can still create value. Uh, which will give them either new kinds of opportunities or, you know, will keep them top of mind for when people start spending money again. So, Catherine, is there one question that I haven't asked you today that I should have asked you or a final thought you feel our audience should know? Well, I, you know, I think the, the final thought maybe, and this just comes back to why unique ability is important, is that in times like these, the best investment you can make is in yourself. You know, when everything else is doubtful, that's the one thing that you know. If you put if you put the energy in, you can make it pay off. And unique ability is a great way to understand what the best investments are that you can make in yourself. A, a really great investment, first of all, is to invest the time and energy into understanding what your unique ability is. And th- this book actually has our whole process in it for doing that, so it makes it it makes it quite easy to do. We've over the years we've developed a very easy to follow process that works every time as long as you you go through it and you do the thinking you have to do it but if you do it you can figure out what your unique ability is and so to be able to take your time and invest your energy in doing that right now um it's going to be it's going to pay off (laughs) so i would suggest to everyone listening that uh that this is a time and yeah you may not be able to invest you may not be able to invest with confidence in the markets right now and you may wonder about the future, but it is a very good time to invest in yourself, understanding yourself, um, how you create value, what you love to do, what you want your future to look like, and you know. And from there, a lot of the other decisions about the future get a lot easier. We're talking to Catherine Namora. She's with the Strategic Coach Program. She's co-author of the book Unique Ability: Creating the Life That You Want. Let's tell our audience how would they get a hold of the book if they wanted to. Uh, read about and go through discovering their unique ability. Right. Well, there are a couple of ways to do that, Jim. Um, you can go on to Amazon.com and and purchase it there. Or if you want to, uh, you can also purchase it from the Strategic Coach, and you can find out more about sort of where this where this all came from by going to www.strategiccoach.com. And if you go into our store, there we have the unique ability book. And we also have a lot of other products uh, that are sort of compatible with this, um, more specifically for entrepreneurs. Catherine, thanks for being on the program. Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure, Jim. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website 
at www.biztalkradioshow.com. Or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509. Or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net. 